Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, hello, and welcome, or should I say welcome back, to the Indie Football Podcast. I am Ed Malley and stood outside Spartak Stadium, where, uh, if you're not aware, England have just progressed to the World Cup quarterfinals after beating Colombia in a penalty shootout. The first time they've ever won a penalty shootout at the World Cup. Correct me if that's wrong. It's not wrong. wrong. Uh, Who was that correcting me? Jack Pitbrook to my right. Say hello, Jack. Hello, Ed. We've also got Mark Critchley here. Hi, Ed. And to my left, the very excitable uh, Jonathan Liu. I, I will not be referred to my to my old name anymore. I will be only referred to by my, my, my new name of It's Coming Home. His, his new name of It's Coming Home Pickford Maguire Liu. Um, so, uh, where do we start? In the end, uh, the penalties, meaning England go through, Jordan Pickford making the, the vital save. And then it was Eric Dyer who slotted home the last one. Uh, um, Eric Dyer slots home the winning penalty. Um, overall, trying to take him the 120 minutes as a whole. Uh, how do you? How would you break that down, Jack? Uh, I thought England played pretty well in very difficult circumstances for a bit of it. I mean, it, this was hard because Colombia. They were like. I mean, they were so physical. They were like Panama, but without the kind of amateur hilarity. Like they were big and strong, and they gave England a good kicking. And the fact that England, the fact that England got as far as they did—that is to say, one nil up, ninety-two minutes—is really good. However, the the Yerry Mina equaliser was probably the worst thing that I've ever seen happen on a football pitch. Like it was absolutely sickening. Um, and for a long time, as in basically right up until Dyer won, or no, certainly up until the Uribe and Backer missed their pens, I thought that was England completely fucked. Like they were, that that first, you know, I've just been reading Johnny's piece actually about exactly this. That first half of extra time was the worst 15 minutes of my entire life. It, Johnny, no, I, I would I would put that as a close second place to the to the second 15 minutes when it, and it actually did look better, but you knew what was coming and you knew that uh, somebody was going to miss and it was Jordan Henderson and we we know how this how this goes right and and they don't come back from this. England don't don't come back from this. England don't recover from body blows. England don't win penalty shootouts. England don't make us happy. We don't, we all know this deep down in our in our kidneys that that. England are not a source of, of good, and 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 yet some, and and yet somehow, you know, I I I'm dancing around like Mark a like Critchley. a lunatic. Mark Critchley, what were your kidneys feeling? My kidneys. I need new kidneys. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I thought the worst bit. I, I agree. The, the first half of extra time was just dreadful. It, you just felt like there, there's no there's no way they're coming back from this. It was like Iceland. Yeah, um, second half a little bit of an improvement, but then again when Henderson misses the penalty, um, I don't know what else I could I can add. You just know everybody knew it's an inevitable sense. I did. I wrote a piece. In my piece, what I kind of said was that at least this felt kind of like it would be from Mina's equaliser. It felt like it would be a kind of bitter, glorious defeat. The kind of thing that you now this England team has traded on, and like it used to trade on in 1990, 1996, and everything. And it felt as though. 
at least Southgate had brought that back. But what he's done, well, what they've done by winning the shootout is just lift the whole psychological, you know, uh, weight over their shoulders. And yeah, do you know who did know? Also, Gareth Southgate, because you know, he, as he's, he's just said in his press conference, he knew all the way through that he that, that, that England would win. And even when Henderson missed the penalty, he said, "Well, I just I just knew we were going to win because uh, Butland was sorry, um, Pickford was going to was going to save one because it's your name now. You got to remember it. Of course, it's my, it's my middle name. Uh, and so he had that to, to be able to to kind of block out the historical freight and the match situation and the millions of people that you know are are basically plummeting right 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 at that moment to have that belief." That, that, that they would do it and, and to transmit that message to his players is a miracle it's an absolute miracle what I want to know is who shredded their piece the most because mine was all about how <laughs> England had won the game by keeping calm when Colombia had lost their heads and Harry Kane two minutes 36 no three minutes 36 seconds um, three, sorry I got that wrong three minutes 26 seconds off to said between the penalty being given and him eventually being able to take it because of the ruckus that, that kind of broke out and he kept, he kept calm he tucked away the penalty and all of that basically went in the bin because none of it mattered anymore the calmness and stuff didn't matter because it, when it comes to a shootout it was just crazy and you know the extra time and you're watching it, it's like Colombia are coming on here the first half extra time they were the better side right oh yeah definitely yeah yeah it was terrible and and then you're worrying and then England's second half extra time were probably better I guess the problem for me was that England didn't really create much from open play at any point and this has been an issue actually throughout the competition right it has, yeah. I do. Th- I do think it. It was tough. Like Colombia were really strong defensively. I also thought that Kane wasn't at his best. Deli Ali wasn't at his best. I thought Sterling was good. He's got some stick somehow, but he was. Um, he. I mean, he ran really hard. He had to do a lot of like thankless work for England. We were getting slightly off topic here because it's not the story. But Sterling, I thought Sterling worked hard. He kind of took the ball in difficult areas. He tried to kind of provoke something, like he always does. Um, I mean, is it? I don't really. But in a broader sense, I don't care. Like, it just, like <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to analyze the game as well as just being really celebratory when, about this. When but, you're in the quarterfinals, all the performance shit goes out the window. We should put that on the website. That's a good line. Colombia came to spoil the game, um, and England kind of came down to their level as well. Weren't brought down to level. Willingly came down to their level with like I, I think Southgate said tonight that. Um, maybe we played by the rules that the rest of the world plays I think that's his quote and how refreshing is it to see that like you know so often when you get kicked out of these competitions by Argentina or whatever it's because they've, they've dived or they've done something like this and, and for so long England didn't do that and um, that mild level of cheating that gets you to become champions is kind of what we saw from England yeah they, they, were, they were going down with uh, with injuries that, that weren't injuries they were, they were wasting time they were kind of holding the holding the ball in in really kind of non-threatening areas. It was a sort of smartness that we that we, we don't see. We see from Premier League teams every week, but we don't see from the England team. And and they like Colombia can't really have any complaints about that. First of all, because they've been doing it themselves, and secondly, because if they hadn't wasted so much of the damn time themselves in both halves, they would have had time. They would have, they've had more time to um, you know to, to, to score you know, an equaliser and, and possibly a winner. Like there was only five minutes of injury time at the, at the end of the game. And that, now that that um, that penalty on its own was three minutes and twenty six seconds, and if if they played like the seven or eight minutes that were probably merited, they, they, they might have won. I mean, it's so hard to even think what occurred in that second half. Really, it was just a lot of a lot of infighting. Um, I thought, I really thought, 
Harry Kane, he looked like he picked up an injury, and then Gareth Southgate kind of asked him if he wanted to come off, and Southgate was like, Yeah, he had cramp apparently. He had cramp, and then the second half extra time, he was he kind of just sat in midfield because there was no way he was coming off with a shootout potentially coming, and the fact that they kept him on and then brought Rashford on to play kind of central midfield as well is kind of what you were saying earlier. Southgate knew this was coming. He packed the team with penalty takers in the end, and I mean Henderson's was actually it was well saved as well by Ospina. It wasn't uh, a bad penalty. Uh, yeah, I mean, better than Diaz, yeah. I thought. Better than Diaz, and Diaz, um, Ospina gets a hand to it. Um, and the, the interesting thing I thought was when uh, the second Colombian player misses, I forget who it was now, when he misses, England starts celebrating, but there seemed to be a little bit of a, almost like a little argument as to who was taking the fifth. Um, yeah, yeah, it seemed like, well, we've just been talking about it in the net, it seemed like there was some kind of, maybe Vardy, because I thought it was strange that Vardy didn't take one you would expect. Um, and yeah, I, <laughs> take the mic away from me because there's no more thoughts. <laughs> I, I, I was sorry, go sorry. On. During the Tunisia game, I don't know. I don't know if you noticed this, but during the Tunisia game, when they got their penalty, Pickford sends Ashley Young over to the touchline, and and apparently I, I heard I heard this from someone. I can't remember who I heard this from, but it's because he'd forgotten which side to dive to, oh. and 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 so they, 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 he sent Ashley Young over to the bench to ask Martin Margerson, the goalkeeping coach, which side he was meant to dive to, and he did, he did dive the wrong side, he didn't save it, so he, he did dive the right side, but he but didn't save it, but it, it kind of, it just shows how much, how much preparation, the, 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 almost homework that they've learned on the, I think the penalty shootout is win, is a vindication of Southgate's preparation for this kind of stuff, the phrase he always uses is own the process, which basically means don't leave anything to chance, do your research, know which way you're going to go, know which way the opposition's going to go and that worked for England I mean Pickford said afterwards that he uh, Falcao didn't go his normal way but the other four Colombian takers did um, and the fact that Pickford saved one, one another hit the bar he went the right way the rest of the time shows that England's you know England's preparation was rewarded and that's massive because you have to you know you stick with the process even if the result doesn't go your way you know you did the right thing and England did do the right thing today and and Everything it comes down to, what we're talking about, is, is the attention to detail, uh, the practice. It's the knowing that you know, knowing that when it comes to penalties, these guys are going to take them and they're going to put them here, here, and here, here, and here, and here. It's the teaching, the 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 gamesmanship, let's call it, the the mild cheating that everyone else does um, that England got on board with, and and ultimately leaves England in a in a quarter final against Sweden, which we'll have days and days to preview. Um, Three, is there, three is there anything else? Sorry, is there anything else you you guys want to say about that? Anything else in your mind? Because I know it's kind of incredibly late and it's all a bit blank really at the moment. Um, Go on, Johnny. The, they were, I mean, Pickford's save for that fifth penalty is one of the, the best saves that an England goalkeeper has made in, you know, in my lifetime. His not, save, sorry. sorry, his save that conceded the corner for Yerry Mina's goal is excellent as well. I think there was some debate as to whether it was actually on target, but there's an angle if you see it from behind he needs to pull that off you know otherwise they've equalised and yes they've equalised a few minutes later anyway but yeah yeah I just think the whole I think this is like one of the greatest nights in English football history because it contained basically the worst moment in modern English football history which is Mina's goal <laughs> and it was so surprising and unlikely uh, and I'm sure like it will never be forgotten like that dire penalty is something which we'll be seeing clips of forever and ever and ever yeah. what, like regardless of what happens against Sweden I mean we could lose I think we could lose to Sweden and as bad as that would be the whole tournament would look better because it contained this evening. I think that this evening is kind of what we all came here for. It's like Tunisia time to the power of Anne. Yeah. It, it, depends, it depends how they lose to Sweden. How, how and why they lose to Sweden. I don't think they'll lose to Sweden. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, we're not going to get 7-1 by Sweden. 
<laughs> well, let's not let's, let's rule it out. Um, it's also last night in last night in Russia for um, for Mark Lingard, Ali, Trippier, Critchley. Uh, Critch, uh, your favourite moment of the entire World Cup? Did that come tonight? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, just the re- relief. I don't know. I, I the, my favourite moment was realising kind of halfway through the second half. Oh God, I actually want England to win. Because so long before, I didn't think I was asked. I didn't think I was bothered. I thought I'd come here. I thought I'd be able to do my job and I'd keep my composure. And I, I did, to a certain extent. But um, it's weird. Like I, I, like I said in the piece, I think their challenge tonight, from what Jack's just been saying, is to try and re-engage this team with the country. And I think they've, whatever happens against Sweden, they've done that. Um, or as ever, obviously, you can... Read all the stuff, independent.co.uk slash football. There's going to be loads of that tonight that you can read. There's going to be loads of that in the morning that you can read. Uh, there'll be this podcast you can listen to, which you're already listening to. So it's kind of down a small rabbit hole there. And um, as ever, Instagram and Twitter and all the usual places to find us. Um, until tomorrow, I guess. Uh, we'll talk to you. Critch, uh, have a safe trip home. Thank you for all of your work uh, so far this World Cup. And enjoy your holiday. Thanks. Um, to Jack, uh, Gareth Southgate, Pitbrook. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I'm actually. I'm, this is let the listeners into a bit of how we do things. So tomorrow, I've got a train booked at five forty-five, which is in about ten minutes' time, so <laughs> uh, from Moscow to St Petersburg. Because if England had lost today, Gareth Southgate would have done a post-mortem press conference in Repino Wednesday lunchtime. So I'm darting back to Repino where there will be no press conference uh, <laughs> tomorrow morning. Uh, but yeah, you will you will be able to read more stuff from me. And there's there's also rumours that we might be publishing the in the two deleted intros from my report. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all the light of day. I don't know if that. I don't know if that will actually happen. But check independent.co.uk on Wednesday, and you'll see. But you know, the independent really believes in recycling, so I'm going to try and find my deleted paragraphs and use them in a piece tomorrow. Johnny, uh, thank you. Thank you for everything. I'm going to get my suit measured, and uh, we'll all be wearing waistcoats. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll talk again tomorrow. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.